Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we drink above grade level. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Matilda by Roald Dahl. And starting Matilda, with- I barely know her. <laughs> just fucking... Oh, goddamn. So this is a... A beer I spilled all over myself. Oh, again. I think I think you're like you're like you're like seventy thirty on not pouring beer on yourself. I'm not a precocious five year old. I guess I fucking <laughs> up. I think this is a new brewery for us. It's Dock Street, and they are dock in, like a doctor or dock like a ocean dock. Dock like a like a boat thing. Yeah, they're from Philadelphia. Uh, it's a six percent six point six percent alcohol IPA, and I'll tell you here's why I picked it. Uh, the dad, played by Danny DeVito in the film, is mm. a cheap piece of shit who's always trying to rip people off with his he's a used car salesman he's, he has all this pretty funny gadget uh, schemes to rip people off and you would think he'd really appreciate fifty thousand dollars <laughs> 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 and this is fifty thousand dollar ipa so there you go so it's from apparently philadelphia's first craft beer what that's what the can says i mean maybe they've been around for a while i don't know it's a fine double IPA. It's a fine IPA. Yeah, you just, if, you, if you try to make a craft beer place in Philly, they just beat you up and make you drink Yingling. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Yingling bros just come around and <laughs> kneecap people. Um, Where do you think you are, Brooklyn? With their fucking... Is it Yins? Is that that word they say in Philadelphia? For, like, you all? I think there's, like, a slang word. There's, like, a oh. weird word. In, that's, like, no just... Idea. Just Philadelphia. Okay, so this book. Yins, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a Philadelphia slang, yins. Like, hey, what are yins doing here? Drinking yingling? My parents, my parents are from near Philly, and I've, I've never heard anyone say yins. Yeah, but your parents are not the type to That's speak true. slang. <laughs> Mostly because your dad's dead. So he's yeah, not saying no, any slang. He's, never, he's not going to say yins, certainly. No, because he's... And your mom would just see the movie. <laughs> you don't read slang So, uh, yeah, it's fine beer I don't know, but Philadelphia I just, just think of Fresh Prince This is, you know, it's fine So, Matilda, why are we reading this? <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we did a whole month of this Because it's shit. another famous Roald Dahl book Oh, yeah It's yeah, the last guy. famous Roald Dahl book It felt silly to leave out the last one You tell that to SEO Trot Okay, yeah, so we're doing it, it, it's, I will it's, and it's like the last one he wrote. I didn't realize he wrote this in 1988, just oh. before he fucking died, basically. He died in 1990. So, I mean, maybe he published some other piece of shit after it, but this is really the last. SEO Trot came after it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And the Vicar of Nibbleswick, or whatever the fuck that. This was his last great one. And it is great. It's considered one of the like, most beloved children's novels of all time. I remember really liking it when I was in elementary school. It ha- easily has one of the most iconic scenes in all of literature, which is the, the cake scene. The cake, of yeah. <laughs> There's a Every, lot. Of- everyone knows the cake scene. But I wonder how many people are just picturing the movie. Mostly the movie, but it existed here. He created that scene, which sticks with us for all of time. I remember that scene vividly, and I haven't seen the movie in at least twenty years. It's it. Uh... He has a he has a bunch of really uh, really stand out things in this book. Though the book has plenty of issues with it too that we'll get to. Yeah, but it's but uh, it starts with a little girl, Matilda, 
because that's the title. Who drinks above grade level. No, <laughs> she does. Uh, she's four, not even five years old. She's four and three quarters and already a genius. And her parents are the biggest pieces of shit parents They're trash. ever. And Matilda, she just wants to go to the library where before even the age of five... She reads all the children's books in the library. She reads the whole shelf of children's books. And she goes to the library every afternoon because her mom leaves her alone because her mom is addicted to bingo. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes she wins. She needs $17. And so Matilda goes to the library and the librarian is like, what picture books would you like to read? And she's like, oh, I read, uh, oh, I, wa- I looked at the pictures, but I read it too. And then I finished all of those. And then still she's not even five and she's reading all the Charles classics. Dickens. Yeah. She's reading the classics. Like, great um, Expectations. She reads. Jane Austen and Great Expectations and Jane Austen. And she's read more Dickens and Austen than I have. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a page, there's a part. She goes to the librarian's like, you want to just hold that book? That's cute. And then she actually fucking reads the shit. Oh, she always reads Hemingway. She reads Faulkner. Stein. She reads The Grapes yeah. of Wrath. She really likes Sound and the Fury, which I'm sure would be difficult for us. Some of these books I never even heard of. There's the list of books she read. And I, I, I have never heard of Gone to Earth by Mary Webb. Have you guys heard of that I, fucking book? We're a book no podcast. No. What the fuck is that? Or uh, is it even real? I mean, it may, that'd be a weird that'd be a weird Easter egg for him to put in. Like, I put one fake book. Gotcha. Yeah, but we Fuck, know he was a pretty school. weird guy, so <laughs> it's not impossible. But from what he said, I would have expected to be something a little more um, Gun to Earth, David, upkey, anti-Semitic, <laughs> just like something oh, we're like, oh, that's a little strange. Web. Oh, sweet money by Hebrew money grabber. Oh, that's a strange book. <laughs> Roald Hudson. I don't know that one. Gone to Earth, Mary Webb. Yeah, it has a Goodreads entry, so I guess that's real. There you go. But she's a genius, is what we're supposed we learn right away, in spite of her parents, who actually discourage her from reading and discourage her from doing anything. He tears up the red pony. Which I was thinking, by the way, we should read that. That's a short book that's famous. <laughs> we should do that one yeah. day. And I've never read it. So depressing. The whenever the parents are mean to Matilda. Matilda like gets them back by basically with like practical jokes, but like really pretty devastating practical jokes. So the first thing Matilda does is because her father is like, why are you reading that damn book? Why aren't you watching the TV? And (laughs) yells at her and she's like, I'm going to get him back. And she's, you know, not even five yet. So she takes super glue and manages to put super glue around the inside brim of his hat in the two minutes that he's like in the bathroom before he puts his head on and then goes to work and then his hat is super glued to his head. And then for a couple days, he's too distracted to be mean to her, to Matilda. <laughs> and then that wears off. And so then he takes his, he takes, she takes her mother's hair peroxide, bleach. the hair dye, the like, you know, to bleach blonde hair dye and puts it in his Shampoo his, bottle or something like in, that. It's so in his uh, hair tonic that he rubs into hair his hair tonic. There you and go. He makes really weird moaning sounds while he does it. Hair tonic, like it's the 1950s, and then uh, so he <laughs> ends up accidentally bleaching his own hair blonde, 
anyway, so she a lot of this book is about playing practical jokes on people, but like really Adults. pretty mean ones. Specifically on and grown so, ups though. And she, uh, yes, definitely. And so she really gets them. So wouldn't she say, <laughs> I got you? She would, especially with that fucking ghost parrot prank. <laughs> Where she like got the, the ghost that only says like, bury my bones. Or, rattle my bones. <laughs> rattle my bones. And she puts it in the chimney. It's like, it's a fucking ghost. And then just leave. <laughs> and that's never resolved. They like, just move on with their lives. Just there, This is, I got you by Gun Hill. This is an American IPA, double dry hopped, with mosaic Amarillo and Motuka, and is 6.5% alcohol. And it's an IPA, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that. They got me. It's an IPA. Nailed it. That's good. It's good, like Matilda, who is very smart. And then she goes to school for the first time, but late because they forgot to enroll her because they're abusive. <laughs> um, and so she ends up in a kindergarten class, and she's the new kid. And her teacher, Miss Honey, who is... A stripper. Yes. <laughs> that fucking name is stripper, ridiculous. She also teaches at kindergarten. But she's the first nice person to... I guess besides the librarian, but she's the first important character who is... Uh, good to Matilda. She's very nice, and her name is Miss Honey because it's a children's book, and they're all very, very straightforward. Because she's as sweet as honey. This is Honey Drop from Edmunds Oast Brewing Company. Well, it goes all the way around the can, and it is a barley wine style ale brewed Ooh. with honey and vanilla. Brewed with honey with vanilla added. Okay, I guess that's a legal distinction. And it is, oh my God, it's 10%. I didn't notice that. Okay, good luck. Barley wine. It's a barley wine style ale, which I'm not sure I don't know what, what the that fuck that means. means. Nah, that's some bullshit. I, it's fine. It doesn't have any really strong flavors, but I guess honey doesn't really come through in beer because it's just sugar. Not really, yeah. And there's not a lot of vanilla. A little, but not very much. It's interesting. It's it doesn't have a huge amount of flavor in general. I'm, this is curious. Though it's it's 10%, you don't taste any of the booze. But you don't taste much else of either. Much else either. It's, inter- it's interesting because it's so neutral. I'm, not, I'm honestly surprised. It's not like, you know, you say, like, oh, it doesn't taste like anything. That's bad. It's just, it's just very straightforward. But, like, you hear barley wine brewed with honey... And there's vanilla. You're like, oh, it's got to be a bunch of... Because barley wines are usually pretty flavorful. But this is pretty... Yeah. I think our palates are all kind of been molested. Because... I mean, partly, but... Like, I had the other beer before this. And you like that. There's a lot of fucking flavor in this. And this is just pretty, like... This is a a drink. It's It's hard to put... The the flavor is from the barley, right? So it's the, you know, what different... uh, grades of barley, what different killing temperature was used to get different roasts or whatever, as opposed to putting fucking hops in there in an IPA where you're just going to get fucked in the mouth with citrus, or even just pastry stouts where there's like, fuck it, here's a bunch of Chips Ahoy cookies in this beer. Like, the flavors are just so over the top. But barley wine is much more delicate by comparison. This thing is not particularly delicate, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's boozy. heavy. It's, it's boozy got a weight and to cl- it and cloying, but the flavor it's not, is it's not sweet. 
at all. It's not like syrupy. Like the body of it is not viscous. It is. It is. It is syrupy in terms of like texture, but it's not sweet remotely. Well, maybe they're trying to balance it out. Depends they on did. if you're making an American style barley wine or British style barley wine. Yeah. Well, this is from Charleston, South Carolina. That doesn't mean interesting. They didn't make a Piedmont style barley wine. It could be, uh, you know, whatever. But we should say. We should say. What should we that say? That these beers are brought to us by our friends over at Patreon. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys yeah. and girls and everyone. If you want to support the podcast, you could head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club, where you could uh, get access to episodes two full weeks early, except when we fuck it up and it's one week or three weeks. Uh, you can vote. Remotely. It does happen, yes. It averages out to two weeks. Uh, you can get... Uh, <laughs> it's good to measure time averages in There was one episode weeks. that was like three months, months early. <laughs> That's dedication on our part, Nate. Well, that was the book on Event Horizon, Not because it? we changed our plans at the last minute. Definitely three not. Three months early for patrons. Up to three... You can get episodes up to three months early. That's, 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 that's got an asterisk. Yeah, asterisk like, yeah your results may vary. Uh, <laughs> you can vote in our monthly book poll, get shouted out on those book poll episodes, get exclusive content, participate in our live episodes, uh, get tangible goods. If you want to support the podcast, it, that is uh, something to consider. You could also leave us a review or just go tell someone to go check it out. And if they don't like it, stop being their friend. So that's true. Your choice. It's a good plan. Yeah, you know, anything definitely. would be helpful. After that book on Scientology, we've decided to really change our uh, patron base. Uh, you have to cut off everyone that disagrees with us. Yeah, so head over there and buy a bottle of niacin <laughs> and just take a shit ton of vitamin B. <laughs> and <Stop>. speed. <laughs> <laughs> It'll help you read faster. You'll retain nothing, but you'll get through those books. So finally, so Matilda in school. enrolls in school, but... The headmaster of the school is a giant lesbian stereotype. <laughs> yeah, she kind of is. She just pulls up in her Subaru, gets out, and she's just <laughs> covered in like woodworking stuff. <laughs> she dresses like a fascist monk. And she's like a, a really staunch vegetarian. And she just, just says all sorts of other... She's is she constantly. I think that just, that's like a lesbian stereotype. No, they eat meat all the time. No, they don't eat meat. <laughs> they eat the cat, which is... <laughs> That's meat. <laughs> um, she's just raving about Lilith Fair all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, who isn't? But she's a giant, burly man-woman thing who used to Named. do hammer throw in the Named Olympics. Miss Trunchbull, who you was literally did the... Hammer throw for the Olympic team. And her name is shortened when her family came over from the Netherlands. It was Trench Bulldyke. And <laughs> <laughs> because that's what she is. And she's. It is true that all evil people in Roll Doll books are fat, big and fat. Well, she's not uh, fat. The she's head witch, The head witch wasn't fat. Or they could be old instead. You're right. Yes. And, and actually, uh, Matilda's father is not fat. He's, it's the mom is plump. And he's an asshole. You're the right. mom is, the mom, you know, she was born at a wrong time. She was really obsessed with her looks and kind of like, you know, Zoftic. She could have been in the MILF territory today. Like there was, there's a niche for that now that didn't exist in 1988. For, you know, 40 something year old woman who's kind of ample, you know, a little bit more so than she might prefer. Also, this took place in, in the 19th England. century. 
<laughs> in the 19th century, being a bit, your wife being a bit on the uh, heavier side was actually a status symbol. Oh, because it showed you had fucking money and she didn't have to work. It's the same thing for like binding feet in China. And you could China. feed her. Yeah. Seymour. <laughs> Remember that? Isn't that a line in a fucking, uh, if I were a rich man from Fiddler on the Roof? He's like, and my wife would have a, a proper double chin. That's one of the lines in the I in don't the know song. any of the lines from Fiddle on the Roof. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, I remember he, he's like a 12-year-old. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Guy's into... All right, he's into big women. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing in Tsarist Russia, but... I didn't know they had those in Tsarist Russia. Well, that's kind of... The, I guess that's kind of the point, right? Like, you, you, only rich people had that. Everyone yeah, else, all the true. other peasants, they mm-hmm. just had scurvy. So anyway, um, Trunchbull is... Uh, comically evil and abusive of children to a point that it it was shocking. When she like, like really threw shocking. a child out of a window by she her does by his hammer, pigtails. She hammer throws a child, <laughs> picks a kid up just by his head and just holds him Spice by his hair. Ears. Oh yeah, and stretches them out, <laughs> reams his ears out. So wait, we we got a little bit ahead. So she's like totally awful and like hates. But so you're actually first introduced to Miss Honey, who on the first day of school, she's, this is first day of, you know, fucking kindergarten or whatever. And somehow Matilda is like, oh, I already know how to read that. Oh, she I can already do all know. Our time no, she, does she, 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 I can, I mean, can oh, does anybody cat? know their twos times tables? She's like, yes, I know them all. And then yes, I can do my twelve times tables, and then, and then Mithil's like, I can just I can just multiply any numbers, and so Miss Honey says, can you multiply? And then gives her three two three digit numbers, which she does immediately, and gets it right. Meanwhile, you saw that before when the father is talking about how much money he's made from selling his cars. By the way, for some reason, because I remember reading this in elementary school, and I still remember. The part about the father and the things he did to the used cars to, like, fake them. They were really funny. Especially because, you know, he would buy the used cars that had 150,000 miles on them. And he would get a high-speed drill and Mm -hmm. run it backwards. And that would rewind the odometer. Not that they use the word odometer in the book, but... um, they would rewind the, the mileage, and so it looked like then it's only got like 10,000 miles. And then when the gearbox, because back when every car was a standard, back when the gearbox was all stripped out, they would he would put sawdust in it yep. so that it would go for at least a few more miles before it totally crapped out. And I have no idea how that would actually work. That doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, <laughs> I still remember that. From the elementary school. You're from the book I was or like, from the oh, movie? Oh, yeah. No, I, I've, I've actually never seen the movie. What a uh, surprise. The yeah. movie is actually amazing. Really? It's, it's easily, besides Charlie and Chocolate Factory, like the best adaptation, uh, like a straight adaptation of the book. Not someone that I fuck with it, like my dad's Mr. Fox, where he like changed everything. But in terms of they took the book and made it into a movie, it's easily one of the best. Hmm. And not it, the best and besides okay. Charlie Job Factory. And it basically made Rusted Root's career from that song in the movie. What was that song? Send me on my way. Jump on the fucking song. Like, yeah. I would like to reach out. And it, there's yes. no words. It's yeah. just fucking gibberish the guy sings. 
You know what I say about a home? That just nonsense I hippie like song. I would like to hold you. To yeah. I would like yeah. to hold you. It was man. very big and it was in everything in the 90s. It was from this movie. It's from Matilda that that became a big thing. And then they went from being yeah. some like hippie well, they did change, jam band. They, the one thing they changed was they put it in America instead. But besides that, it's exactly the same. Well, they also stri- changed the timing of her, the book. Yeah. Like that, how long that was the, one the thing, plot happens. Yeah. But it was overall because the way the book is, it's eighty five percent set up, and then yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> that was ends. that was my one issue with the book. Me too. So I she's think in the, class. I and think Mitch the sawdust like, thing, though. I don't know if that will actually work. The sawdust thing, uh, probably I'm not, not. An unscrupulous yeah. mechanic. I feel like the car would immediately seize up if you poured sawdust into the engine. But it's the kind of thing that for a kid who doesn't fucking know anything about cars, it seems plausible enough and isn't complicated. Like you could just say it. And it's just you just you get the you get the gist. He's a dirtbag, and is like, that's all he needs to do. So it's a very I think economical. I mean, because he could have made up some other bullshit and gone into ball bearings and fucking grease and stuff like that, and, and that would have not been as effective. Like I think it was it was fun, even if it's totally not true. Yeah. So Miss Honey is like this. This child is amazing. I love her, and then immediately goes to. At the, you know, at the end of class or the end of, you know, so it doesn't make sense how they do kindergarten in this, but we'll just skip that. Uh, so she goes at the end of the day to Miss Trunchbull, the head, and says, I have this amazing student who really should be, you know, brought basically skipped to sixth grade, even though she's five, and skipped to 11th form or whatever the fuck is called. And... Because she's just that brilliant. And Miss Trunchbull is like, oh, I hate children. Children are the most evil, (laughs) total awful creatures. You're not not even paraphrasing. That's what she says. (laughs) Like, actually, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but she says. The perfect school would have no children. Yes, and I was. But surely you were a child. I wasn't. How dare you? Um, You I was never a baby. (laughs) I outgrew it real fast. Although, actually, the line in the book, which is, Miss Honey says, but surely you were a little girl once. And she's like, no, I was not. In my, in my mind, it was like, she was a man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the Ace Ventura. Maybe, which you know, we're really... Nate hasn't seen, I guess. We're getting I old. have seen that, yes. Okay, wow. <laughs> Maybe we're, we're shitting all over Roald Dahl for his pretty flagrant anti-Semitism, but ignoring how progressive he was for trans people in 1988. This could be the first (laughs) trans person in literature. No, it's not. Obviously not. But children's literature. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he... But it's better than being a big evil man. (laughs) Now she feels comfortable in her body. (laughs) (laughs) Comfortable enough to abuse these children to her fullest extent possible. (laughs) And she's like... Uh, Mr. Wormwood told me about her. She's a little evil. Some, I forget what she says, but anyway. She's Bitch. She, she yes. sucks cock. Yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> so Miss Trunchbull says, I've heard about this child, Matilda, and her father says she's terrible. And Miss Honey's like, oh, no, that can't possibly be. So that evening, Miss Honey goes to the house, goes to Matilda's house, and tries to talk to the parents to say, your daughter is so amazing. She should be skipped ahead in school. But instead, they're like, you're interrupting our soap opera. 
And we're here really just to watch television. And clearly Roald Dahl hates television because people watch too much of it. And he was right. <laughs> but, and the mother is like, women don't need brains. Women just need to be attractive. Look at me. But then she's described as being fat. And well, she said, some women go for books and some go for looks. Like, I got a nice husband. Look at you. You're a shitty teacher. Lame. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but she's, but, and of course, the family is like totally, you know, the mother and the father are both like completely, completely awful. And Miss Honey gets mad at them and leaves. And it's like, huh, well, that sucks. And then this, uh, this sec, the section with Trunchbull had my one of my favorite lines in the whole book was, which is like she's explaining why she's so smart. It's like she can do her, she can do all of her multiplications and she can read. And Trunchbull's like, so can I. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good response. Yeah. So I'm an adult. I can read. I'm not impressed when it's a not impressive. Can read. <laughs> Not impressed. <laughs> totally missing the point. Okay. And then I forget the order. No. And then you hear, oh, okay. The, you, a character comes in that you only meet in this one scene and then goes away. The girl named Hortense, who is good at playing tricks on people and the, and the, and the tricks she played on Miss Trunchbull by putting itching powder in her Jock strap? It wasn't her jock strap. It was, it was, it was when she was. hit her giant cock. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then that character's only there for a minute, and then you meet Hortensia Boyle Nose Herpes Face. And, uh, and she also puts uh, syrup somewhere. She puts syrup on her chair, so when she sits down on her chair, she gets a sticky ass. Brutal. Wicked. Wicked clever. <laughs> really got her. And this is and when you then, learn about the chokey. And then the next scene is the cake scene, I think, yeah. where the entire you know what I like best? school. Okay, what was well, that? the what was that, Jimmy? <laughs> you know what I like best? Cake farts. Cake farts. <laughs> was it, was it going to be cake farts? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Nate has no idea what cake I farts is. I have no idea. Oh, cake <laughs> farts. Classic internet uh, video. I want to <laughs> say. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's. But just in case people aren't clear, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, it's a video where a lady farts on a cake. <laughs> but she starts it off already disgusted with herself. She's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> it's she, said, she said, let's get this done. Oh, right. Let's get this done. And then Seared she, into my brain. She's bottomless and she sits on a chocolate cake and then farts. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> when people were like the and internet, then people invented YouTube. He's <laughs> like, "This is great. Let's this do a whole website about this." Motion? Probably, yeah. It's like an e-bombs world kind of thing. <laughs> Something awful. I remember when people were like, "Oh, the paperless office of the future, and all the information at your fingertips." No, no, it's a fucking woman farting on a cake. That's the internet. That's what it did. That's what we That's did with what it. This is for. <laughs> so that next unfortunately, scene... that part's not in this book. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene Neither is the internet So the next scene is The entire school has to go to the Fucking auditorium or whatever For an assembly And then Miss Trunchbull gets up on the stage And says You are all the biggest pieces of shit ever And 
Somebody stab you in the fucking neck. <laughs> Just ate my piece of cake. And the cook knows who it is, and she calls the boy up to the stage. Which is a big deal, because usually I'm eating just fur pie, but I was going to have a cake <laughs> that day. <laughs> so she calls the boy up to the stage. I forget his name. He's a very British Bruce, name. Bruce Fatty Bottoms. The, yeah, the name. she picks the fattest kid, and of course it yeah, actually the, the was fat him kid. that ate the cake. And so the Roald cook also says hates fat she people. saw he, he really you. Does. Well, I've got a present for you. It's a cake. And guess what? You have to eat the whole thing right now. It's like, here's one piece, and there's another piece, and there's another piece. And it's like, and everyone in the, all the kids are like, he'll, he'll burst before he eats even half of it. But he sits there and he eats the entire cake. He yeah, was he's one- like, let's get this done. <laughs> <laughs> she warmed it up for him. He was, the one, he was the one American character in the book. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a whole cake in one sitting. Oh, that's easy. His dad owned a chain of Arby's in town. When, when a young Joey Chestnut enters the story and just eats everything, <laughs> and uh, then the kids cheer when he finally eats the whole cake. And now, like you know, her fuck because because the tr- Trunchbull was tr- hoping to act out a scene from Seven and just make him fucking <laughs> <laughs> eat himself to death. But she tried to murder a child in front of everybody. It, it doesn't work. So then she tries more directly to murder the child and shatters the cake platter over his head. <laughs> but according to Dahl, the kid has eaten so much, he's in just this fat stupor. He's indestructible. They could hurt him. All the calcium in the chocolate from the cake <laughs> made his bones like adamantium. <laughs> Like then, if Wolverine was lazy, he'd be this child. <laughs> he uses the forks in his hands to eat more cake. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's and then that just then that kid never fucking comes back in the book. It's just like a random stupid thing. But it's easily like the longest chapter in the book. It's up there, yeah. That either that <laughs> or like when you get Miss Honey's story at the end. Yeah. So the next scene is Miss Trunt where Miss Miss Honey says Miss Trunchbull demands to teach one lesson to every class every week. Oh, can I just say it's really fitting that the administrator is a fucking idiot at the school also and is a gym teacher? I was going to say felt, that was, felt appropriate. It, it was appropriate <laughs> because she like doesn't care that they're actually learning and wants to be taught the way it's supposed to be taught. But she also so, says Ms. shit like later on she do they? They don't know their three timetables. Tell me them backwards. <laughs> like she just <laughs> wants to embarrass and ruin children. So, so Miss Trunchbull comes into class and just abs—it's just absolute. So the kids are, of course, silent at their seats and like you know, absolute perfect, perfect behavior. But it is absolute mayhem just from Miss Trunchbull, who is just shockingly abusive. To the kids, not just ridiculing them, but when the kid can't, gets the wrong answer, it was like, what is two times seven? And he says... 16. He says, says. 16 instead of 14. She picks him up by his ears. (laughs) Like, literally holds him up, like, in the air, holding only his ears. 
I was like, you will, it's, it's, and, and he's, the kid is like freaking out. Like it's, it's, oh, I'm sorry. It was, it was 18 instead of 16. And it's like, no, you blithering idiot. It's 14. And it's like, it's just truly shocking. And then they tell her that they can spell a hard word. And they said, we can spell difficulties. Like, it's bullshit. Fuck you, kid. You can't spell difficulty. And like, oh, Miss Honey taught us a song. Like, what bullshit are you talking about? She goes, Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. FFI, Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. LTY. And she says, how perfectly ridiculous. Why are all these women married? (laughs) (laughs) They don't need men. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I can't find a a good one for myself. These selfish men have taken them all. That's just me and my cats. Ironically, it's the one thing I want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's, but then at the end of the lesson, a different girl who you met for five minutes had found a newt and put it in the Miss Trunchbull's water jug. Because Trunchbull. Demands and then a the water jug. <laughs> one falls, of her things. And then the newt like falls out, and Miss Trunchbull like freaks out because like, I guess that is pretty weird. That that is that would be legitimately strange for that to happen. But then somehow yells at it's that girl Matilda who says she knows everything, and is like yelling at Matilda. Because her, Mat- she's pissed that her dad sold her a car's engine. Oh fell yeah, out. that's right. <laughs> Your father's a crook, and Matilda's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just fell out, just boom, plump fell out. Because I guess Sawdust does that, and then Matilda is like, I didn't do that. I didn't with the newt or with the sawdust in the car. Um, you know, I didn't do that. How you know? How dare you? But then immediately in that moment, like it's like she's in. Like she's an X Men, she develops telekinesis. <laughs> she develops a a telekinesis and somehow managed with Matilda with her mind is able to like push over the water glass. And this was really like X Men. This is this is like a this is like a comic book. Yeah, origin story. I got attack. I got vibe, vibes from uh, remember the movie Powder, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I remember powder. You think I don't remember powder? I know. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm only asking one of you two guys, uh, <laughs> where, which is appropriate. He, he had. He was. He, he was a genius. Like he had. He had everybody, and he also had telekinetic powers. What this also reminded me of was, and she gets called this in the book. She's a phenomenon. Oh, with John Travolta. John Travolta, where he gets I a brain tumor and gets some telekinesis. <laughs> I just remember him being able to read a lot of books really fast. He becomes a super genius, and he learns everything, and he develops telekinesis because of his brain tumor, and then he dies of a brain tumor. Spoiler for 1994's Phenomenon with John Travolta. (laughs) I think it's more like 1997, but sure. Whatever, same shit. (laughs) So Matilda might just have a brain tumor. (laughs) (laughs) Not... Brought up as a possibility in the book, but... Well, they never took her to have. a doctor. So. That's true. That's a very good point. You know, this, uh, this honey <laughs> beer, the more you drink of it... The drunker the more you, you can get. Taste the, the, more, the more honey you can taste. Maybe the honey's all settled at the bottom. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where just, the... There's a dollop of honey in each... <laughs> there's a dollop. 
But this is this scene is where uh, the kid, the kid, one of the kids says, "You must have been a baby at one point." And she's like, "Me, a baby? How dare you suggest such a thing? What cheek? <laughs> I was never a baby. I popped out of my mother at a Melissa Etheridge concert. <laughs> I came to her window, and I just they wrapped me in a flannel blanket, <laughs> and then I started me in a Subaru." <laughs> <laughs> A manger made by Subaru, um, <laughs> and then they okay. So then, so after Miss Trunchbull leaves, and Matilda is like, "Did Miss was Miss Trunchbull serious when she said I would be expelled?" And Miss Honey's like, "No, nah, she just got carried away. She she just got carried away." But why don't you come back to my house, right? And this is where. You get this extremely long scene where... Well, this is all... she Before she tells her, I moved it with my mind. And she's like, that's cool. Why don't you come back to my house? No, right, yes. Because this is something you'd want to investigate, you know, without other people around. So she's like, why don't you come back to my house? And then Miss Honey is living in, like, basically a barn. A hovel. <laughs> with basically a hole in the ground. It's a hobbit with... house. She can't even <laughs> stand in it. Now, a hobbit house is not some dirty hole in the ground. It's a perfectly snug, comfortable place. This is a hole in the ground. This is a hole in the ground. It's a a converted latrine. (laughs) The poop's still there. It's got like a bucket for a shower. (laughs) Yeah, she she, uh, just sponges herself off in the sink. Yeah, she was like, like, do you have a shower? No, I just sponge bath. I could tell. I I don't have to be a five-year-old genius to know that you're stanky. And then you get, and then Miss Honey and Matilda have an extremely uh, mature conversation considering Matilda is five. I mean, yeah, sure, she's a genius, but she's five. I feel like book smarts and like emotional maturity don't necessarily go hand in hand. I mean, obviously, I guess Matilda is both of those things. Well, telekinesis makes you at least four years older emotionally. So, <laughs> Miss Honey, she's a very gifted child. She's a thrice tells exceptional. this whole t- backstory about how her mother died when she was two, and then her father is a doctor, but is never there. So she, so her father gets her aunt to come and like take care of her, but then the father dies and it's clearly and killed himself except it definitely sounds like murdered like the aunt murdered him and made it look like suicide just so she could take the house oh and by the way my aunt is miss trunchbull (laughs) oh my god she just spends her time in that i've remembered it's a big it's a bit of a twist it is yes and she just hides miss honey into her slave well, she's trying to convert her into a, to become a lesbian, so she's she's breaking her down one step at a time. She did say she did like un, things she didn't want to talk about to her. There, she was yeah. physically abusive, but also they they said there was stuff she didn't even want to talk about. So who knows? Things happened to Miss Trunchbull's U-Haul that uh, that's another <laughs> that's another lesbian stereotype I've heard. I don't know how I don't know why, but I'm gonna I think it's a you funny don't know one. Why? It's uh, from the joke. What does a lesbian bring to the third date? Uh, I don't know. The U-Haul. They move in together right away. Oh, is that right? 
I mean, it's not right, but that's the joke. <laughs> no, no, it's, that's a fact. That's science. <laughs> that's science. That's, yeah. that's that makes perfect sense about you, Hall. It's either that, or she brings her Jeep Wrangler, <laughs> <laughs> sensible lady car. <laughs> and so it turns out Miss Trenchbull has been making Miss Honey live off work for her. For what? And she, gets, her and she has to salary. give all of her salary to repay all the childhood food she ate. <laughs> I paid for you as a child and your clothes. Fucking you owe me. She's like, I'm 20. I'm a, a, a legal adult. So you pay me, bitch. And you okay, well. And she lives and off she a gets, pound a one week. One pound a week, yeah. So this, so Miss Honey, which was a lot more money back then. I mean, I guess it was 1988. So it was nine bucks. Ago. It was not much. <laughs> it was not not much. So she she's renting this cow shed for <laughs> ten pence a week. That's how she can afford to the, actually. And the guy was like, "No, no, place. you can't live here. You can't." She's like, "Can I rent that house?" This like, is that's not a house. That's not a house. You can't rent that. It's not for people. She's like, no, no, I really want it. He's like, all right, 10 pence. So, uh, uh, Miss Honey, you know those commercials where it's like, for pennies a day, you could support this child in Malawi. She's on that budget. But <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. in a first world country. It's like that old cartoon with Mickey where they're all eating a slice of bread and they slice the bread and it's like a ghost bread, like thinner than a slice of paper. It's like, ah, oh, we'll make it last. <laughs> Is that the Mickey she Christmas likes, Carol? She's like Charlie so. Chaplin, like boiling a shoe. Yeah. Just <laughs> eating the shoe, <laughs> cutting it up with a steak knife. You're like, well, well you, know, you got to get the good parts. Hey, you're going to finish that shoe? Don't, <laughs> don't, don't waste it. There's, there's still some good meat on that bone. <laughs> so then Mat- going. Matilda's so like, I got a Matilda, plan. Matilda gets Miss Honey to say, well, she... And then Matilda's like, what is your father's name? And what is her name? And Who so is like, your daddy? Well, father's name is Magnus. And then like, her and Miss Trunchbull's first name is Agnes. Ragnus? Agatha. Agatha. Okay, I was close. And Magnus and Agatha, I've got it under control. And of course, she's five. Can I just remind everyone that she's still five years old, but she's Matilda pretty goes mature for her age, though. And you know? starts practicing... Her telekinesis. And so the following week, when Miss Trunchbull comes in to teach the class, and it's a fucking disaster, like absolutely shocking again, um, Matilda is able to manipulate the piece of a piece of chalk and then write on the chalkboard. Agatha, this is Magnus. You need to you need to get the fuck out. I think doesn't he just write just Agatha? She writes Agatha, but she then keeps says, adding like, to it. Give, I know, I'm watching you. I know what you give did. Give oh, okay. Jennifer the house is something like that, because Jennifer's the, the daughter. Jennifer's Miss Honey. So, uh, so I'm just thinking of the, um, the part in Stranger Things when it gets the lights to light up, and it just says, run. And it's like, oh, that was good. Okay, so, mm. so really, <laughs> that's, that's what Matilda's doing, just run. <laughs> that's what she should have done. And then... Miss Trunchbull, she's so freaked out that she runs. She just leaves. And she, like, leaves the... She faints immediately. And they pour water on her face. And everyone laughs to get her to wake back up. Uh, And then she goes home. And then she packs her stuff and leaves. And then Miss Trunchbull has basically left. And And amazingly, 
Miss Honey's will is discovered like the next day and the lawyers say, oh, yes, you can have the house in this large amount of money. Meanwhile, Matilda goes home to find that her father is that her father and their mother and sister are packing like crazy. It's like, we're going to Spain. The plane leaves in half an hour because we've been found out. I've been found out that I've everything I'm doing is illegal. (laughs) And this was like, Oh, no, he was running a stolen car ring. Yeah. It was, it was stolen cars. And and Miss Honey says, Everyone knew he was doing that, except the police, who only just figured it out right now. But whatever. And so... So now he's off to Spain, the Mexico of Europe. (laughs) (laughs) He could escape from the law. Where there's no extradition (laughs) treaty. Oh, wait. There probably is. At this point, this is pre-Euro. Who knows? It was 1988. (laughs) That guy was... Fucking... The dictator guy was dead by this point, right? They were back to being a real country. He died in the 70s, right? Pretty sure. Anyway, so then Matilda's like, oh my God, we're leaving for Spain and never coming back. So then Matilda runs to Miss Honey's new house with a nice house and says, Miss Honey, we're supposed to leave for Spain and leave forever. And Miss Honey's like, yeah, I know, because your father's a fucking crook. And, and Matilda's like, but can't you just keep me forever? Can't I just stay with you? He's like, uh, I don't know. Let's go ask your parents. So, so Matilda and Miss Honey run all the way to Matilda's house. And they're like, basically, like, we have to catch the plane. We have to leave in five minutes to catch the plane. And Matilda's like, can I stay with Miss Honey? And the, the father's like, okay, fucking fine. And I so don't care. We're leaving. I don't care about you, you little twerp. And so they leave. And Matilda stays with Miss Honey forever and ever. And the end. It's, yeah, it's really abrupt. <laughs> yeah, it is abrupt, but it's quite. So, uh, well, let's start with this. When did you guys? You read this as a kid, Nate, right? I definitely, definitely. I'm pretty sure it was fourth grade because I remember. Okay. okay, strange memory. I remember f- finishing Matilda and going like, "Oh, okay, this is great. I love reading." And then immediately was like, what book should I read next? And either at the school library or somehow I had picked up, fuck, what is it? Madeline Lengel. What is the book called? Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in a Balls. Wrinkle in Time. And then I was reading it and I was like, I hate what the reading. fuck is this? <laughs> this cover was so cool. What yeah. happened? A Wrinkle in Time. This sounds amazing. And then was very confused. What's a yeah. Tesseract? And those were basically like a week apart in like fourth grade. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. So not all books are created equal. Now, I, so I do remember liking this as a kid. I did not remember how fucking weird it is. <laughs> it's so weird. Like the other Roldal books, my same reaction reading them again as an adult. Like, this is so strange. Which part? The telekinesis or the throwing the kids out of windows by their pigtails? Both the, the, like, shocking child abuse, which then leads to telekinesis. Oh, wait, we left out a part where near, where a Matilda gets basically skipped ahead to, like, sixth grade. Oh, right. And Matilda, and then somehow can't do the telekinesis anymore. And Miss Honey says... Oh, well, it's because your mind didn't have anything challenging before. But now that you're in 
now that you've skipped sixth grade, six grades ahead, now you actually have something challenging to do. So now you can't do telekinesis. That's why there's I can no help but thinking like schoolers. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's a good trade-off. Like if <laughs> I had telekinesis, <laughs> I wouldn't trade telekinesis for more homework. Like that, that's a that's a bad trade. Oh, and dude. for like middle school homework, have you like, considered? It's not even that good. Word problems, Nate. <laughs> that's what she's doing. I have to do word problems now, and can no longer move things with my mind. I mean, you know, that's that is that is a fair point. Take what you can get, because her education clearly wasn't impeded by her lack of an education. (laughs) She was fine to just tutor herself. Miss Honey offered her nothing. Miss Honey just Miss Honey just gave her books. She already knew what the library was. She she didn't need Miss Honey to teach her anything. Yeah, she seemed to just she was already a fucking math genius. But also a reading genius, or whatever the fuck that would be called. You know, like that she could read and understand complex, difficult works of literature at five years old. Well, she does say she doesn't really understand them all, but she can read them all. I don't know if I fucking She's understand better every than book I most read. People, but yeah. There's I mean, have you listened to us? <laughs> <laughs> We're at like a sixth grade reading level, understanding level, but not like a kindergartner who got put up to fifth grade because they're smart. We're just regular sixth graders. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That seems yeah. fair. Yeah, that's accurate. Regular ones. Like Matilda. She's just going to be a regular sixth grader. She was smart enough to get to sixth grade and do all right, but now she's going to be like above average at best. Well, did you see that they made some 30th anniversary version of the book in 2018, I guess, mm. where they had a couple of extra pictures that um, was it Quentin Blake is the guy who did all the Roald Dahl illustrations, had her as a grown-up. And they're just like one-off pictures, like her as an astrophysicist, her as a Matilda as a librarian, Matilda as an explorer, like these little extra doodles he made of adult Matilda. And a lot of but people... None of them are doing telekinesis. It's true. She's just really, really smart. But a lot of people are like, I don't Matilda want in X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> Matilda as Storm. <laughs> it was but, Jean Grey. Jean Grey, yeah. But they... I, I fucking know. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Though, really, you know, this wasn't triggered by her lack of brain power. It was triggered by her rage. So, really, it was much closer to Carrie, except instead of, it, kind of, yeah. instead of killing everyone, she just went to sixth grade. Wait a second. Fucking Storm isn't Jean Grey. No, I'm saying no, Jean no. Grey is telekinetic. Storm does the weather. Storm has the oh. weather stuff. Jean Grey is telekinesis. Yeah, I wasn't making that joke. Oh, cons! <laughs> You're just mad racist. You had to you had to get rid of the one black X Men character we mentioned. There are there are ones of them. Several, maybe. <laughs> no, there's a bishop. Bishop is black. Oh yeah, that's true. He's pretty badass. But much like Carrie, who murders people, it did it did feel like the the uh, kids bop version of Carrie <laughs> because it, all the telekinesis happens at the very end. I actually have never seen or read Carrie, so I don't know exactly where it happens uh, in the plot. I have seen it, but I have not read it. But she only finds out when she's We're gonna tormented. We're going to fucking do it sometime. We, we will. We will, actually. Um, Maybe. She gets tortured to a certain point where she develops the ability to just start murdering people, right? Is that what happens, basically, in the book? She's basically, she's bullied and, like, picked on forever, and then they make her, like, prom queen as a joke, and then they dump the blood on her, and she has a complete mental breakdown. And murders everyone with telekinesis. 
Sweet. And that's how it ends? That's the end of the book? Yeah, that's how it ends. I think she might also kill her mother. But oh, the remember. mom was a dick, too. Yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, she was abused by everybody. All right. Well, this is like that. <laughs> that book didn't have a Miss Honey in it. That's, that's the problem. It did not. This was like, this is a Carrie, but with one person who cared and got her off the path like of One caring murder. adult. <laughs> Make a real difference. Like you're doing a an advertisement for like the you know Big Brothers organization or something yeah. right now. <laughs> like, big Brothers, Big Sisters. It's like one adult save a telekinetic child today. <laughs> it's over and it sucks and it's dumb for her. But who should read it then? <laughs> you know, I still think the movie is worth watching. Everyone could read it. I don't know if you need to read it as an adult. If you've never read Matilda, nah. I wouldn't tell you like, yeah, go read Matilda. You'll get a lot out of it. Just like see the movie. It's it it hasn't it hasn't aged as poorly, and there's more telekinesis. The movie changes the pacing of it, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot more telekinetic shit. Not a huge amount more, but it's yeah. But it's like the first half, and it's the, Dan DeVito. It's good. <laughs> the first half, or even two thirds of the book, are just random episodes of weird shit, mm, much like Roald Dahl books. True, but this is also one's like twice as long as the average Roald Dahl book, so. Hmm. You're not to say it's still long. not long. It's like about an hour and a half of reading right now, but it's. I thought it could have either used more telekinesis or none. Because hmm. if the whole point was that she's a genius, she could have used it her genius pretty abilities random. to like to rig something, and would have been like, "Oh, that's she could have done powers. her math times tables and figured out a trick." Yeah, or like set up some sort of Rube Goldberg device with rudimentary engineering skills or something, or anything. They could have done anything. It's committed and didn't need to involve mail fraud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some way to get that property back. <laughs> a Scooby Doo like plot. She's an expert forger. <laughs> I like. It's I. I never. I mean, I, I guess I saw the movie, but I didn't remember. How it ended. I actually saw the Broadway play too. It ends essentially exactly the same. But I didn't remember any of the shit about like you know the ghost saying "Get back the house." So, I don't remember that part either. So but I think it's possible. But so in the scene in the book where she's like goes to her room and she's like I have to practice and she you don't know what she's doing. She sets up like an easel and I was like, is she gonna just like forge this guy's signature on the will? <laughs> where's found this, an old will? <laughs> where's this going? What's happening right now? Yeah, I think if you haven't read the book and you're a grown-up, you don't need to. But if if you're a child, I don't and know what you're, you're doing listening, listening to us. And if you're a child listening to this, you should turn this off because this is too not late. for kids. Yeah, it's too late. Fucking cockhead. You shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> Tell Sorry. your parents not to let you listen to the Drunk Guys Book Club. Or go to Patreon <laughs> with their credit card. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if kids... Absolutely read this book. It's fun. They'll love it. The adults yeah. are all fucking assholes, which is something that all children seem to think at a certain point in their lives. And as an adult, you realize Parents that just don't understand. most adults are assholes because <laughs> they're the people you have to deal with in your life. Yeah, that's part still true. And it's goofy and silly. And, you know, the abuse of the children is subdued a bit or, or lessened. By the fact it's that not the as kids like don't die, physical. <laughs> it's like yeah, magic it's and no silly, kind of. You know, like oh, she threw them and they like bounced in a field, and they're like, ah, oh, that was crazy. <laughs> as opposed to like, oh, I can't move. Please just end it. <laughs> Please kill me. 
<laughs> a combination of like dangerous minds and Matilda. That's, that's an interesting combination. <laughs> so Michelle Pfeiffer throwing kids out of a window. Psychically. <laughs> Very dangerous telekinetic minds. <laughs> yeah, so little kids l- would love it. Grown-ups, it's cute. But you think you'll notice if you're a reader, you're like, wow, that it really just kind of fell apart at the end there or fell together it's, at the end. It's the tone of every other Roald Dahl book. If you like the other ones, you like this one too. I mean, if you like the other good ones. Do anything else you want to say about this? And tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at drunkeyesbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkeyesbookclub. And if you've uh, listened to this song and you like the podcast, why not consider supporting us over at Patreon? Go to patreon.com slash drunkeyesbookclub. Or leave us a review. Or just go tell someone to go check out the podcast and spread the word. Unlike your mom who spreads her legs. And your mom is also friends with us on Goodreads, where we all get together with moms and read good things together with moms. Check out the <laughs> Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thank you.